powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. The fuck was that? <sighs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. Let's do the, 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 the professional part of this before, you know, someone has to be professional for a second tonight. Anyway, it's March Mania at Sports Interaction. NHL, NBA, March Madness. It's been bonkers this year. MLB and so much more. It's bananas. Play pinata picks, which, by the way, one of the coolest features any gambling website or anything has ever put together. Um, Minute Madness, exclusive games with insane odds you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Uh, Sports Interaction. Download the app in Ontario, use the QR code at the bottom of the screen, or head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn to get started. 19 years and older, please play responsibly that was a pathetic 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 disgraceful effort from the calgary flames um worst game of the season hands down says albertus stanson productions um probably yeah the the problem is there's competition for that this has been just a dreadful season i have no notes tonight we're just riffing on this one this was Look, there's a number of different ways you can react to this one. Clearly, the way I am is by moving a lot and talking very loudly. This is such an embarrassing effort from the Flames on a number of different levels. I want to address one of the first, um, I guess, culprits of this right away. Um, first of all, I want to address, I guess, I want to address one of the people who I don't think is the culprit. It, th this one's not on Markstrom. I, I saw... Um, Pedro, I believe it was, in the uh, the chat. By the way, the fact that any of you are in here is so lovely. Thank you so much. Because that hockey game was just vomit on ice. And the, the fact that you all stayed up, it's 11.13 Mountain Time. Where Robert is, it's tomorrow. Um, the fact that all of you stayed up to watch this game and are now watching me yell about it is truly humbling. Thank you so much. Uh, but Pedro says, can we please stop saying Markstrom has found his game again after two sub-800 uh, sub games in a row? Yes, he had a few great games in the post baby boost he looks the same as he has all year again this game is exactly zero percent on jacob markstrom two zeros in fact jacob markstrom not one moment of that hockey game i believe was on jacob markstrom the team quit in front of him way before that and look, we, we have seen a number of times this year where the Flames have out there, uh, outshot their opponents 14-3 to and came away sometimes losing 2-0, um, but only up 1-0. And you go, oh, well, a couple of tough chances. That, what the Kings did, is what it's supposed to look like when you're out shooting a team 14-3. to They were getting quality chances. They were creating turnovers. They were a step ahead of the Flames all throughout that first period and really probably all throughout that game i'll admit i barely paid attention in the second and third period because the game was over they got a brief moment michael backlund was playing tyler defoley was playing they got a brief moment um in the second period where they get a goal and then they give up another one right away and it was over so before we get into what the fuck happened we need to get into what the fuck didn't happen and what didn't happen was anything that was markstrom's fault he was hung out to dry so badly in this game today 
Uh, Robert saying, why did Walker Dewar get scratched for Pelche to play? Why can't the kids play? That's why, like, when we were talking uh, around the deadline about, oh, well, go out and bring in Anthony Duclair, go out and bring Max Domi, go get these guys. It's like, if you're just going to do the incremental moves, it's not going to mean anything because they're not replacing the biggest liabilities on the ice, which would be guys like Milan Lucic. They're just going to be replacing whatever young kids have been providing the spark for this team that they have so desperately needed. And I, it's been so frustrating to, to, to watch how that has played out, to see night in, night out, the only kids, the only people who are really giving it everything they have, it feels like, is Backlund to Foley and the kids. And to have them not in the lineup is just mind-boggling to me. But this was... Pathetic is the only way I can describe it. It really was pathetic. And I I, I I, know there's the narrative that, oh, they've quit on the coach. And we'll get to that in a second. The fact that that's how you play. This is the second time this year I'm doing this after a Kings loss. I remember, it was the first one I did this year for the Kings. I want to say December, January. I could look it up. I'm not going to. Um, they All this talk was, you know what? This is the most important game of the year. We are right on the Kings' heels. We win this one. We can, like, get right back into the top three race in the Pacific. And they got shit-kicked by the, the Kings with just another terrible effort. This team is four points out of a playoff spot. I Don't ask me how, but this team is four points out of a playoff spot. And they had a game in hand on the Jets, who are actively trying to hand this playoff spot to the Flames. All due respect to Liss and Brady, who do a great job on, on Game Over Winnipeg. Um, Winnipeg are playing dreadful hockey at the worst possible time and are just being like, hey, playoff spot, here you go, take it. And the Flames are like, ah, no, we don't really want to. No, and so they are crapping this up, oh my God, at, at every possible opportunity. Like the, the Jets could not be doing more to help the Flames out. That This is going to be a season where the Flames look back on it and realize they had so many opportunities and not just the, oh, we've had that luck. That they, in this case, you create your own luck. It's nights like tonight that make it so difficult for me to get behind. And they, they showed the thing on the, the, the broadcast tonight. And yeah, it has been a specifically unlucky year for the Calgary Flames. Like, there, there has been a lot gone wrong that you kind of just, like, shoulder shrug emoji to. Like, yeah, that's fucking sports, man. But there's also nights like tonight. There's nights like when they play the Blackhawks. There's nights like games against Columbus. There's nights like games against Arizona. Just, go, if you want to figure out what those nights are, just scroll through the game overfeed and see whichever one's Audi has the paper bag over his head. Those aren't unlucky nights. Those are a team not giving a fuck. Or a team just like uh, either thinking they're too good or just not caring or whatever it is. So I am not going to give this team even a shred of benefit of the doubt for, oh, they've had so many posts. Oh, they've had so many games where they've outshot their opponents and they've lost. How could they possibly have? Because they're not generating shit. They're just throwing a rubber thing at a net from 100 feet away and hoping that it goes in. So... I, I like the oh they've been so on un- they've has there been things gone against them yeah Colorado lost like half their team to injury you know where they are right now a playoff spot pretty comfortably because the Flames are the first team not in a playoff spot and they're doing that tonight 
there are some times where luck comes back to bite you, and there are some times where it feels like you can create your own luck. And this team has done nothing to create their own luck. They haven't utilized the roster properly when the players are actually out there. There is not a scheme to help them. The goalie's been bad for a lot of the season. That There has been nothing this team has done to actually help themselves in any aspect of it. So I still have another rant going, but let's get into the, the chat so far. 36 people tonight. You guys are all crazy and I love it so much. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, always appreciate David with his summaries of the games. Um, Sutter appeared to have had enough with Marky by going with Ladar for the final period. I do disagree slightly with David on that point where uh, I think that was more a look, man, you're going to get yourself killed if you're out there trying to stop the puck with the way we're playing defense tonight. So we'll let Vladar go in there and just kind of see how this one goes. Uh, Pedro uh, also saying, I'm not putting this loss on Marky. This is a team game, and it took the whole team to lose this one. Boy, it sure did, didn't it? Left-handed penman, I just caught up on memes after the first 10 minutes. Flames didn't bother to show up. Why would I? Valid. That's very valid of you to make that assessment uh adam firebear let's hear it peter sutter can't possibly think he's doing a good job right this is this is part of it this is part of the conversation that i'm trying to wrap my head around where whether it comes to daryl whether it comes to lucic with the like when I, I sent out that tweet the other day i was like i just someone explain to me what i'm not seeing with milan lucic because i'm just i'm whatever is keeping him in the lineup and he wasn't in the lineup tonight but whatever is keeping him in the lineup i just i'm not seeing it I, I, what, however I view the sport of hockey, he is over here. And I'm not saying my way is the only way to watch it. I am just saying for what I want out of productive hockey players, he doesn't do it. So what is he doing that keeps him in the lineup? And there was a lot of like the, oh, he's a veteran and he's the yada, yada, yada. The thing that I don't get when people say, well, you can't take him out of the lineup because like, then he's going to be upset. Do you think... He comes off of the ice after, and I'm piling on a dude who didn't play tonight, but do you think he comes off the ice after playing nine minutes and 27 seconds where he's a minus one with one hit, and he's like, crushed it, nailed it tonight. No, probably not. Like, he has to be frustrated with how things are going. And yeah, like, I just, the, and this has been something that's been so frustrating to me this season is we get Daryl Sutter with his auditions for just for laughs at the the, the press conferences after was oh Pelche barely heard of her like I I get so frustrated with that because it is always our star players didn't show up oh well Huberto came in on the right side and scored Pelche uh what number was he again I I get so frustrated with that because there has been again exactly zero accountability taken from Daryl Sutter this year. At least that's how it has felt like publicly anyway. And you could say, oh, well, maybe privately. Well, we are in 2023. Everyone has cell phones. Everyone has TikTok. Everyone consumes this stuff online. You have to at least publicly do it. Like, that's why whenever, like, coaches will have a big blow up as, oh, took the pressure off the team. Daryl hasn't taken the pressure off of the team for a moment at all this season. And that has bugged the piss out of me. Can you tell? Uh, sarcastic remarks with a, a, a few comments in here. It's the first year after losing your two biggest stars. It's not easy, but I think they will bounce back next year. They might, maybe. Um, yes, like, the, again, they're, like, Huberto is not going to be bad, this bad again, probably for a while. 
Um, Kadri, I think, has actually been kind of fine this year. But you you can have the excuse of, look, they, they traded away a couple of star players. If you, I mean, you lost a star, couple of star players. If you didn't go out and move heaven and earth to bring in Huberto and Kadri. I understand there were some growing pains, and again, I don't think this team did any themselves any favors um, when they switched up the lines eight games into the season, and then it was, oh, we've played too many games at home. Um, uh, once again, I feel like you create your own luck, and the Flames did none of that this year. Huberto seems very similar to our Pavelski. Pavs was terrible in his first year in Dallas, but figured it out. I do also think uh, Huberto, Kadri, Uyghur don't really fit the Sutter style of hockey. And also, we had another comment in here, which I wanted to get to. Uh, Ethan uh, commenting, saying, Confused Oilers fan here. Why don't they just fire Sutter? His de decision-making is so questionable. That's one way of putting it. Here is the thing about this, um, the, the Daryl Sutter situation. And look, I would love to be wrong. Admittedly, I... Um, and like keeping things open to see if we get the alert that like tonight's the night. Um, in part, like not that, you know, you don't, you never want anyone to lose their job, but I got fired before and some people were okay with it. So I feel like I can kind of switch that around now. Um, the reason Daryl fire, uh, Daryl fire hasn't been suttered. The reason Daryl Sutter hasn't been fired yet is because he has a thing called a contract and the Calgary flames are, are already paying a couple of coaches to not coach on this team, and they are not an organization that is known to just throw money at problems. If they were, they wouldn't be playing in a literal concrete box right now. This is an organization that is traditionally a little bit stingy when it comes to these things. I don't think that they thought that Bill Peters, Glenn Gullitson, um, or any of the other coaching selections over the last little bit were the right moves. I think that they were the most cost-effective moves, and that's why they th those guys were brought in. There have always been bigger fish out there for the Flames to get when it comes to the coaching department, and instead, they have gone for the more affordable ways of looking at the coaching position. They didn't with Daryl. Daryl was the one guy they were going to um, kind of move heaven and earth to, to go out and get. And so the reason why Daryl Sutter is still the coach of this team is because this is not an organization that wants to pay a bunch of dudes to not coach for them, which by the way, I wouldn't either. Although if I owned something that was worth upwards of a billion dollars, I might be able to turn a blind eye to maybe some inefficient spending methods to try to figure out whatever the fuck that was tonight. So that was a bit of an answer there, but it does kind of tie nicely into this next question. And this next question, uh, or, or this next, I guess, segment pertains to the, the coach because um, we, we heard from Elliot Friedman that on Saturday night, the Calgary Flames things erupted, basically. And so a lot of people are drawing straight lines to, well, things erupted. Nazem Kadri's really upset. Team played like dog shit today. Look at that. They are quitting on the coach. I want to first make it abundantly clear. I think the coach has done a bad job this year. I feel like that, that probably was implied, but just to so I can like actually have the words bleh. Daryl Sutter has done more harm than good to this hockey team this season. You will not be able to convince me otherwise. You can try, but you will not be able to convince me otherwise. I, I will 
fight tooth and nail to to stay on that hill that Daryl Sutter has been a net negative for the Calgary Flames National Hockey League organization this year. However, if it's true, and I, to be fair, I don't, I, it, it is a way of explaining it away. I don't necessarily think that this thing actually happens all that often in this obvious of a way, um, but there could be a bit of a eh going on. However, if this team did legitimately quit on the coach, then that's, pathetic again and that's terrible and that is not a thing that should happen look it's far from the worst thing that's happened in hockey recently but these are at the end of the day they are still professionals and every person in this chat whether it is now or at some point in their life has been kind of miserable at work and so on one end we can kind of relate to the players where it's like oh man we have the, the this overbearing boss that's uh, maybe a little on the old cranky side that we just we can't stand this guy so you know what I'm just going to slack off. And we feel empowered when we see professional hockey players doing the same thing. But at the same time, like, we're all watching this shit. And at the end of the day, these are players who are making a million dollars. Millions and millions of dollars, in fact. And not because the organization just felt like paying them. You are paid this because you are amongst the best in the world at what you do. And... You are out there. I'm not saying like dance puppets dance. There is a a form of entertainment, but you have a lot of people. 59 in this chat. There was one person who said they were an Oilers fan and sarcastic remarks. I don't know if they had spent a lot of time thinking about the plight of the Calgary Flames, but most people in here are pretty emotionally invested. You have, I'm not saying you owe it to your fans or anything like that, but you kind of owe it to a lot of people to, if you're going to go out there, at least try. And so this whole, well, they quit on the coach. If they did, that's really bad because, and look, again, some of the names have changed. There are a few who are the same, but there are a lot of holdovers from some of these other ones um, in the past. Again, there's been a lot of turnover over the last little while. However, Flames didn't like Bob Hartley. Flames quit on Bob Hartley. Flames didn't like Bill Peters. Now, and again, that was a different circumstance which led him to leave. However, there was talk even a week before that all went down that the Flames had given up on Bill Peters. Brad Trilliving had to come out and say, we are not firing um, Bill Peters. And then they definitely had to or whatever it was. But look, this team quit on Bob Hartley. They quit on Glenn Gulletson. They quit on Bill Peters. They quit on Jeff Ward. And now they're quitting on Daryl Sutter. At some point, after a decade, maybe it's not the coach's fault. You know, like it, it, this team, since Daryl left, or quit coaching, I guess, in 2006, Jim Playfair, Mike Keenan, Brent Sutter, Bob Hartley, Glenn Gulletson, Bill Peters, Jeff Ward, and now Daryl Sutter again. That is, like, 17 years isn't a short amount of time, but seven coaches is, or eight, I guess, coaches is absurd. And so I, I just, I... I do think that Sutter gets fired at some point because this is going on too long. But I I still do hold it in the back of my mind that he's going to go above Trilliving and be like, yeah, it didn't work because I didn't have the players that I want. Bring in, as I'm throwing pens all over the place, bring in a general manager who I vibe with, who we can like get the kind of mind meld thing going on that we can really get this thing going. 
and that's what's going to turn it around. I need more of my guys. It's not my fault. I just didn't have the roster to play with. That's kind of how I feel like it's going to to go. I I, I feel like Daryl should be gone because that this has been a terrible season, just a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful season. Um, I just have a sneaking feeling he's not going to be gone, and that's yeah, that's that's where I am at right now. I I don't think uh, I'm seeing Arsku saying, I think, uh, honestly, Brad will be gone. I think that one's pretty well for sure at this point. And Daryl will take over as GM. If it's not Daryl as GM, it will be a Daryl clone as the general manager of the, the team. That That is kind of my prediction right now. Travis saying, weird to think that Sutter, the master of game adjustments, could lose his job. It, it's stunning, really, isn't it? Um... But yeah, uh, someone asking if uh, if it's not Sutter, then who would you like to see brought in? The obvious answer to me is Bruce Boudreaux. He seems to get a lot out of top players. You know, like Alex Ovechkin did pretty sweet with him. Um, look, if you clash with JT Miller, you're all right in my books. And if that's what ended up costing him his gig in Vancouver, then sign him up. But it, feel, it felt like Pedersen, he kind of got the most out of there. Um, so I... That would be, like, top of the wish list. Mitch Love with the Calgary Wranglers seems to be someone who a lot of people who follow that team think is ready for the next step with this organization. So there are a couple of options, for sure. But at the end of the day, things like tonight have to be unacceptable. And the problem is we've had a few of these shows now, right? Where we're talking about unacceptable efforts. We're talking about embarrassing losses. And to sum it all up once again, did a lot of people want this team to go in the tank this year, um, specifically around the trade deadline? Yeah. Would that have been the smarter move? Probably. But this team somehow was, and still is, I guess, but entered tonight four points out of a playoff spot with a game in hand on the team directly ahead of them who are struggling hard. And that's the effort they put out. They had a chance to get yourself within a couple of bounces of being in the playoffs. And that's the effort they put up. This is like... David has kind of said it here in the the chat. A losing culture has sunk in so deeply in the Flames organization that I see a shakeup of the roster and front office, if not the coaching staff, as necessary should the Flames not see the playoff or see playoff action this year. And yes, all of that, yes. All of those are things that we could have said about the Calgary Flames a number of different times over the last several, several seasons. When you look at this team, 2017-18 did not qualify for the playoffs. You know what? Kind of feels like this isn't going to happen. Oh, but next year, finished first. Lost in the first round. Next year, squeaked in the playoffs. Lost in the first round. The year after that, did not qualify for the playoffs. Year after that, made it to the second round. Lost to the Oilers. There have been so many times where it's been like, you know what? This just isn't working. They need to blow it up. And they never have. Because this organization's dead set on just get in and see what happens. Because it worked once in 2004. That is what this organization has always been striving for. Is just get in and see what happened. There has been 
no actual thought of building a sustainable contender. It has always just been, just get in and we will see what happens. That That is where this team is stuck. So yes, David, I completely agree with you. This team, for a while, has been loser team doing loser team shit. And tonight was a prime example. Dennis, no, you're not sorry for the loss. I appreciate it. You seem like one of the nicest human beings on the planet, but no, you're not sorry for our loss. Um, but yes, this team needs a gigantic shakeup. This team has needed a gigantic shakeup time after time after time. And they keep getting tantalized by little bits of, ooh, look at this, we made the playoffs. We only played five games and got absolutely annihilated in four of them. But ooh, we made the playoffs. We can build on this one. And uh, James Neal will save the day. Troy Brower will give us the playoff experience we need. Uh, Mike Smith will be able to, like it's, it's always been just quick fixes and just trying to put a Band-Aid on this thing and it's not working. I don't know how many times this team needs to be beaten over the head with the fact that they need to basically just completely level this thing and start over. And they've never really wanted to do it, but now has to be the time. This is embarrassing to watch what this organization has come to this season. Like, it's just, it's so, so difficult to watch. Yeah, Dennis, maybe there's just something in the water in Alberta. Um, that is, that is a reference to like a thing, like three oiler things ago, but like, it, it's just, we come on here and we get so frustrated about this and yell and scream. And yeah, like tonight was pathetic. I, I feel like I nailed that point home that this was a pathetic effort by a, a team that is playing just dreadfully right now. And they might come out against Anaheim and put up a four spot against the Ducks and get a couple people tweeting at me, oh, what do you have to say now? Doesn't change a fucking thing. Nights like tonight should not happen. Um, for anyone, this would be an embarrassing loss for Arizona. You lost eight to two. You're a professional NHL team and this game was over seven minutes in. Like even teams that are tanking are like, oh man, that's a really bad one. That that That's where this team is. And I, it would take a lot for someone to convince me right now that this team is, to be perfectly frank, is worth saving and is worth building on. Aside from Toffoli and the kids. Um, 73 people in the chat right now. So it's true misery loves company. Thank you all so much for staying up late with us. It is 1137 out here on this side of the Rocky Mountains. So thank you all. Uh, let's give a, a like to this one. Oh, now we're at 69. That's nice. Um, let's give a like to this video. Let's share this and subscribe to the channel so you can get more stuff like this. Um, you can clearly see what I, what season I'm ready for tonight. Like this game I, I've said this a couple of times before this season. This game made me think, oh yeah, it's time for Blue Jays season, baby. That's where I'm at right now. Like I just, it's so defeating. It's so devastating to, to just like, to see after all of the hardship that this team has like gone through this season, all of the, oh, well maybe. And that's another reason why not to, to pile back onto a point um, from earlier, but sarcastic remarks with the, you know what? It's, it's year one with a bunch of guys. Maybe next year will be better. This should be the better part, right? Like, it, it is now, what is it? They have 11 games left, so that we're 71 games into the season. Why couldn't the starting to gel and starting to figure things out happen now? They have had, these guys aren't great fits for the, the Daryl Sutter system. I understand, I understand Daryl maybe should mold the system to the guys who's playing on his team right now, but if that's not happening, like... I just, 
I can't give the guys an excuse that this team, well, they have, it's, it's year one. It's basically the end of year one now, right? Like, we're at the point where coaches will say, well, he's not really a rookie anymore. He has a full season. These guys have had 71 games to figure it out, and that's the effort they put out tonight. I just burn it all to the ground. Quote Nickelback. Like, th th this team is just, it's not it. It is, it is simply not it at this point. We, we have clearly established that tonight. Again, except for Defoli, who was really good tonight. And it's cool that he probably is going to set a career high for this team. Like, it's just, it's defeating, it's deflating. It's 11.30 and I'm yelling into a camera on the internet about a team that doesn't give a shit right now. And that's, that's the most frustrating part of this whole thing. And that's why when people were saying, oh, call up Dustin Wolf, maybe he can save it. I don't want, like, I, quite frankly, I kind of want to send Pelche back to the American Hockey League. I don't want him around this right now. I don't want him thinking this is how NHL teams perform. That this is abysmal. You, you don't want any of your kids around this. Like, these, these are the types of seasons that set franchises back. And maybe I'm just being overly dramatic because I had to watch that tonight. But the, the, these are the types of seasons where it just kind of seeps in that nothing matters. Because it really feels like nothing matters. What is the, like, standout, like, hey, these guys have got it. We've had a game of that maybe, but then the next game they'll lose to Arizona, you know? And you'll you'll get, like, a period of, hey, look at this. They came back and they didn't blow a lead to the Stars or whatever it was, you know? Like, we've had a couple of, like, okay, here it is moments, but for two, three games in a row, hasn't happened this season at all. And... Daryl has to be someone who is wearing on you as a, a player. That, that that has to just be exhausting. But at some point, someone in that room as a player has got to step up and say, I got this, guys. Let's get this thing going. And it just it hasn't happened this year. Um, okay, so that is 30 minutes of me rambling. The chat has been great. Uh, let's dive back into that one. Uh, Travis saying some flat, fresh blood may help spark them, but could be bad as well. Like, I, I just... Man, like, I, I, I feel like just like little... Man, I'm dropping everything tonight. I feel like little tweaks to this team isn't going to cut it anymore. Like, it has to be a big kaboom, I think, to, to, to get this thing... Because it's just, it's not working at this point. Um, people calling for, for Barry Trotz. Uh, oh, isn't Bruce going to Nashville and we're thinking of someone else? That's Trotz, yeah. Mark Savard is available as a coach. I think he'd be a good fit for the Flames. Maybe, I don't. Admittedly, right now, I, I like, there are a lot of times where coaching options get brought up. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't think Marty St. Louis would be good for Montreal, and I think he's perfect for Montreal now. Like, I, so maybe Mark Savard will be good. That, I, Sure. Uh, maybe Flames could pick up Keith and Dubas when the, the Leafs get bounced. I would, I would take that. I absolutely would take that. I, I don't, the Toronto one, I for sure can't figure out. I think Dubas has done a great job. I don't know if Keith's done an amazing job, but he's been okay. He's been better than what we have here right now. So I would take that. Uh, I think Bruce is watching to see Sheldon Keefe in Toronto. That is absolutely a fair point. Um, okay, I think we're going to, to call it here. You guys have been 
absolutely amazing tonight. Uh, again, the fact that we're in the 80s now for a stream on a West Coast game where the Flames got pumped is awesome to see. Uh, hopefully that my venting helped you and you were able to get some frustration out in the chat and all of those things. One more time, like this video, subscribe to the channel, share it with all of your friends. We do this after every Flames game, which means Audi is back on here tomorrow after a game against the Ducks. So... Good luck to that. You know what? Knowing the Flames, they're probably going to win that one now, 5-1, to one, because that's how this team is. It, it, it's just it's just what they do. But again, thank you all so much. Um, if you missed any of this, the replay's up on YouTube. That's how this website works. Or you can download the podcast right now. Um, subscribe to that podcast. Rate and review wherever you can. You can follow me on social media. I am at primetimecline on Twitter and Instagram. Adam, I'm happy that you feel better. You, you, you said coming in, give them fire. I, I hope I gave it enough fire for you on this one because Lord knows someone around the flames had to. Thank you all so much. Once again, my name is Peter Klein. You guys are the absolute best and I will talk I will talk to you all next time in just said, instead of just yelling at you all um, when we meet again. Have a good night, everybody. Advice Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.